Successful media and public affairs consultant, accomplished entrepreneur and national writer and contributor, attorney who served in the Missouri House of Representatives, worked in the White House and CNN, thought leader, entrepreneur, and host who takes the conversation to the next level. Prepare to get rare access to fascinating guests. You're connected. You have the it factor. You've joined Grill Nation. Connect with Jason on Twitter at Jason Grill. Connect with the show on Twitter at Grill Nation Show and online at GrillNationShow.com. Welcome your host of Grill Nation. Always dressed up and ready to go even in a radio studio. Here's Jason Grill. Hello and welcome to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to Talk 980 AM and talk980am.com. appreciate you joining us online, as well as at grillnationshow.com, where all of the podcasts of all my past shows, uh, all of the sponsors and supporters, as well as all of our guests, and photos from our show in studio. Check out all of our guests, what they look like, not just what they sound like, on grillnationshow.com. You can connect with me on Twitter, at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. I'm also on Instagram, Snapchat, every social media handle, Facebook, at Jason Grill. Uh, please connect with me there if you have any great ideas for the show or uh, want to give us your opinion. I appreciate it all the time. want to thank our sponsors and supporters of Grill Nation with Jason Grill at the top of the show. They're awesome people and they do great work here in Kansas City and throughout the country. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, co-host and contributor, Kenny Ertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Ertz, guest co-host and contributor, Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer, contributor and co-host, the Rieger, KC, and Jay Rieger & Co. Ryan Maybe he's a contributor, quarterly contributor to Grill Nation. KC Power and Light District and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Thanks for your support and partnership with Grill Nation with Jason Grill. On today's show, uh, we're going to have an awesome, awesome show. In our first segment, we are going to have Carla McCabe, who is the, let me pull up her bio here, is the Vice President for Digital and Multimedia Content at KCPT, that's Kansas City Public Television. Uh, She's awesome. Uh, I've got a chance to know her over the last few years. Uh, I stopped by KCPT from time to time, and I'm a co-panelist on Ruckus with Mike Shannon, and they do some really cool stuff over there. Uh, If you haven't been to their website lately, it's really awesome, kcpt.org. They have amazing video content, and uh, they're just killing it with digital content these days. I want to have her on to talk about kind of some of the things that are happening at KCPT, her background, and then we're going to bring her back for our second segment after the break today to talk about a really cool initiative and project, digital project uh, that they're doing here in Kansas City, not only in Kansas City, but in many other major metros um, that we're going to talk about. It's called Redream. Talks about the pursuit of happiness. What is your American dream? It's a national conversation about opportunity and obstacles in the 21st century. The website is redreamproject.org. Uh, I'm going to have her on to talk about that in the second segment. It's going to be awesome. It's an amazingly branded um, show, digital show, and it's going to be launching here in the next few weeks in February. After Carla, we're going to come back with uh, Ginny Vergara, who is the magazine or is a, a writer at feast magazine a content she does all kinds of stuff in the food industry she's an entrepreneur she has amazing stories to tell about what's going on in the Kansas City food culture all the different trends we're going to touch on some really big openings in 2015 and get into some awesome new openings in 2016 in Kansas City 
Uh, I think you're going to listen to this segment. It's going to be segments three and four of the show today. Ginny Vergara from Feast Magazine. She's also the owner of Foodie, and she does a lot of test kitchens throughout the area and uh, the region. Uh, very fascinating interview with her. She is very knowledgeable, and uh, I'm telling you, when you listen to this segment, you're going to want to try all these new restaurants because Kansas City really is having a, uh, a food renaissance, and uh, it's pretty awesome, and it's going to be really great to talk to her and try to make her more of a regular guest here on the show because... Uh, so many great things are happening in the food business and entrepreneur business here in Kansas City. So that's today's show. want to start off in our first segment today, as I mentioned, with Carla McCabe, who's the Vice President for Digital and Multimedia Content at KCPT, which is Kansas City Public Television. Carla, how are you? Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jason. It's good to see you. Thanks. That was quite the introduction. Some, yes. Something big to follow up on. No, you're great. You're great. <laughs> so talk to us about what you do at KCPT and uh, first off, start us there. Okay. You've been there now for two years. For two years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I am. Um, I'm the vice president for digital, digital Lear and multimedia. So there's three entities to the company now. So we not only have our standard PBS station, we also have Flatland KC, mm-hmm. and that's our digital magazine, KCPT's digital magazine, mm-hmm. and that's really for all of our online content. Um, we're really pushing towards a lot of digital data visualization and some digital videos, digital storytelling. Um, and there was there's a bit of a niche there, obviously, with newspapers being the way they are. I think there was some stories that were not being told as well as in depth as they could be. So that that's the big aim for that one for us. And we're trying to, like everyone else here, <laughs> trying to attract a younger demographic as well. So hard um, task. But we also have the bridge, 909 The Bridge, shameless plug right there, <laughs> um, our AAA radio station. And uh, that's just, I mean, our big mantra there is to listen listen local. And digital, you mentioned digital and you've been kind of VP of that. Um, you go to your website, KCBT, it just looks, it looks so clean. And so there's so many cool things happening. There. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Now with most of the digital product, we the KCPT website itself is mainly PBS. It's our more sort of local re- uh, TV shows, The Week in Reviews, The Ruckus, as you know very well, mm-hmm. Arts Upload. Um, that's our more well-established audience. Mm-hmm. We serve kids and the you know the older demographics, say 50s, 60s and above, mm-hmm. if you would class that as older these days. I don't know. It's 50s <laughs> kind of like young now, it right? Is, it is pretty young. So that was what we were trying to aim for is to move that audience and fill that gap with Flatland KC as well. It's just so different than the the KCPT I grew up with. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it's, it's a lot. It seems to... I mean, even when you go down there to your offices, it's just... It's so much more um, open. Yeah. The, 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 the office space. Energy, yep. There's a new energy there. Yeah. And um, I think it's pretty cool. And one of those things you've done is you've you've recreated your brand, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. As of different. today. I just noticed We that. had a big reveal today. So <laughs> <laughs> we were all warned not to put anything out on Twitter. And of course, the CEO was the first one after being told not to. He's allowed to, obviously. But he went ahead and sent some pictures out on Friday. So It's on the, in the building now. At, uh, on, it you know, is. You have a new new logo here. Yep, absolutely. We just felt it was time. Um, we haven't had a new logo since, I believe, the 80s. So Has it really like been it that time. long? Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's difficult for people to adapt, but... Some people still call it Channel 19. We're now steering toward Kansas City PBS. So we're known as the PBS station. Okay. So Yeah, and it's, um, it is it is unique. It's a little cleaner. And you have, yeah. it, you have it on the building now, too. Yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll never forget your old emblem. Yeah. May rest in peace. <laughs> I, I, I just know it is the colorful. Yeah. The colors, the different colors. Exactly. So now, gonna... now you have kind of the, it's cleaner and you have the, the old school PBS logo, but you also have kind of the, what is above the T? That's like the... Almost like airwaves. Airwaves, right? <laughs> That's what I thought it was. I just wanted yep. to make sure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, cool. So um, 
what tell me about I mean we'll get into what Redream's all about but, sure um what has this transition been like for you at KCPT it's a growth? good question it's been difficult um in the best possible way because KCPT is a station that is so well established and well renowned as this really strong um you know documentary type and regular series and political I guess mm-hmm. in a sense um, I come from a background with BBC and an independent company where we would do a lot of documentaries, a lot of specialist factual, um, some more entertainment type uh, documentaries and whatnot. But the transition for me coming into a station where a lot of the programmes have been done for a very long time was difficult because I was used to something that was, you know, you'd go and do a six part series and move on to the next one. Whereas there's a lot of ongoing series that mm-hmm. there's a local audience for, obviously. Mm-hmm. So... Um, the great thing is the television station and digital have been working so closely together to complement each other. So pretty much anything that we make now on digital is also going over to television. So we've time slotted um, four minutes on a Thursday night in between our two local shows so that we can also allow that audience the opportunity to see some of the digital content. Very interesting. Carla McCabe, KCPT, VP over there. Uh, we're going to come back after the break with more with Carla. We're going to talk about Redream and what it's all about. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation. Welcome back to Grill Nation. I'm your host, Jason Grill. Thanks for listening to 980 AM and talk 980am.com if you're listening online also you can listen to the show at grillnationshow.com and connect with me on twitter at jason grill carla mccabe is back we uh, are excited very excited to talk to her she is from kcpt she's the vice president for digital and multimedia content um carla one of the exciting things you guys have been working on uh that's really close to launching is called redream Tell us about this this amazing series and, and and why you guys are doing it. What's it What's it entail? Let's start with asking you a question, Jason. <laughs> what's your American dream? Yes, that is the question, and I have this great notepad here. Uh-huh, I could yeah. write it on. You know, I don't. I, I you know, it, for me, it's just being a part of my community and helping it grow and and, be, and you know living within my means and having fun and not working too hard. But I do all the opposites of those. I work <laughs> way too hard, and uh, but you know, American dream is just to. It's not like what it used to be. And that's that's kind of why I think the series is unique, right? Absolutely. And that's the big motivation is just trying to talk about reactivating and reimagining and recreating the American dream. There's a the perception of the white picket fence and the 2.78 kids and a dog and things have really changed in society now. So it's very much everybody has their own interpretation of the American dream, um, interpretation of success and opportunity. And you might look at it in a very different way than what I would, uh, but it's very much, in my opinion, very much alive and well. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it holds much different forms. And so you guys are doing 40 individual perspectives on the pursuit of the American dream. And mm-hmm. it's going to happen each weekday, week each weekday at redreamproject.org starting February 29th, 2016. So this is not just in Kansas City, right? Not this at is all. a digital series, but other stations are involved. They are indeed. Uh, we It's a pretty big deal for us as KCPT. It, it sure looks like it. <laughs> And uh, the reason being, we as a small station are usually the station that would receive a grant like this to do some outreach around videos. Instead, we've totally flipped it around and we are actually heading the entire series up, which is huge as a station in Kansas City. So we are providing grants to 14 other stations around the country. 
Uh, we will be producing content ourselves. We'll produce eight of the videos and we're building the website all in-house as well, doing all of the media and uh, publicity. We've built the brand. We've done pretty much everything and then have an additional four stations. Uh, LA, yep, LA, Detroit, Georgia and DC are the four other stations producing content for us. So PBS of Southern California, mm-hmm. um, WETA, uh, Detroit Public Television, GPB, which mm-hmm. is Atlanta yep. or Georgia, uh, and Washington, D.C. are all going to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. So you're getting a really good, diverse perspective. Okay. And there also is a great website at redreamproject.org. Um, the branding is really nice. I mean, you brought some um, bumper stickers, not bumper stickers, mm-hmm. magnets today. You have buttons. It's But it's not a political thing, right? We're not talking about truly what is trying to start a national conversation around opportunity obstacles um, and people can join in it and there's going to be a bunch of different events, right? Totally. Yep. Each of the stations that are producing content are also going to be uh, working on at least two community outreach events. And then we have an additional 10 stations who will uh, have community outreach events in their own, you know, communities and they will use the videos and pull out some threads and subject matters that are important in their community. So should it be immigration or student debt or payday loans or race, anything, pretty much everything that we're covering. Um, The whole sort of mission of of the series is to build conversation around how success and opportunity are defined and accessed in America and how... um, Issues of race, gender, socioeconomic, uh, class, geography, sexuality, any of that is an impact on the American dream. Mm-hmm. And so you guys have 40 individual perspectives. Mm-hmm, absolutely. So is that is that eight Kansas City or is that mm-hmm. eight Detroit? Or is, and so how is that going to work out? So we, we have eight from all five cities. And what we are most likely going to do is have one from each of the city each week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're co- going to try, this is what we're working on at the minute, pulling sort of threads that work well together and sort of complement each other. So like I mentioned, be it a geographical discussion or a student death discussion or something mm-hmm. like that. There's a lot of stories about mentorship and career change and things like that. So we'll try and group them together so it's really topical and mm-hmm. big on social media. Did I mention the hashtag? You have not yet, but it looks like it's, <laughs> what is it? Hashtag my redream. Hashtag, so. so you guys have a lot of social media stuff going yep. on too around the show? Mm-hmm, absolutely. We've got a full-time person just moving fast and furious. And so that. it's and it's unique because this is a digital series. Yeah. And it's we, all, multi, all online. All online. And we probably will at some stage put it on television as well. We've been asked a lot about that. But purely online, initially on the 29th of February when it launches, as you mentioned, on weekdays. And we have a big social push on there. So we're going to be pulling through all of the social content and conversation and making sure that we present a platform for conversation to take place, not only on social, but on the website itself. Mm -hmm. And at your community events? Yep. Mm -hmm. There should be a lot of those, right? We in Kansas City, we have about 14. Now, the two main ones that we're hosting, one will be in the at the drugstore on March 3rd. Mm-hmm. It's a much more laid back event, happy hour, and we'll have some dream walls up there. People can write their dreams. We'll have the photo bus will be down there and they're going to tailor the bus for all of the wonderful props, American dream style. And we'll have a guy called Charlie, who's a sketch artist. He'll come down and sketch oh, sure. your dream as well. I've seen him before. I think he's he sketched great. a picture of me once. Um, <laughs> he's so, good. so talk to me about some of these individuals that you're going to be focused on in Kansas City. Sure. We might have some that people know. 
Yeah, well, I'll tell you one that people will know is Roger Espinosa from Sporting Kansas City, mm-hmm. um, the good football team here. The soccer so. team, right? <laughs> um, we, the, we, we have, you, you might notice that Carla's voice is different. I'm than from mine. Arkansas, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Roger Espinosa, his story is phenomenal. People know him as a football player, well, soccer player. American, first and American soccer, football if you're in First England. and foremost, <laughs> Ireland. Um, but he, at the age of one, his father moved to Colorado and... He was working on getting the rest of the family out to live in America because there was no opportunity back in Honduras where they're mm-hmm. from. Yeah. So his father worked for, I think it was 10, 11 years in Colorado just to legalize and make everything above board to try and get the entire family out. I believe there's four or five siblings in the family. And I think Roger's first time, he was 11 whenever he met his dad in the airport. That's how long he had to wait to see his dad again. Wow. So he comes to Colorado um, and... They, they had a big, I mean, I think the dad was in construction. It's just a really humble story. They have, he was then um, sort of focused on getting an education. He was really influenced to go down that route. And then he got a, scho- I think he got a scholarship and was he offered. Played, yeah, yep, played professional. Ohio State. Mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. right. So he got I've a professional contract. I've met him once or twice. He's a nice guy. Such a good guy. He got a, a contract. But the best part about Roger is whenever we said to him about, uh, what do you say to people when they say the American dream doesn't exist? And he looked at us like we were crazy. Mm-hmm. He was just so passionate. He loves this country. He compares it with his own country where there is absolutely no opportunity. Getting a job is just impossible. Mm-hmm. And he is just, he's just a, an amazing, amazing person. But he talks about his career, obviously, in, in Sporting KC and how after that he may go back and finish his college you know, degree or he may go back to see his um, father in Colorado and work on that business. He's a very, very humble guy. So he's he's one great person. He'll um yeah he'll he's, be featured. He's a good one. He's he's featured. Yep. So then we have a couple of other stories. One is a wonderfully strong woman called T Win, who's a refugee from Vietnam, and she moved over here. I believe she was fifteen years of age. Worked three jobs, so from five in the morning to like midnight, and she knew that if she wanted something and wanted to make something of her life. There was a lot of opportunity, but she would have to work hard and, you know, in order to get these things. She was very motivated and she did not get a college degree, which I think sometimes she struggles with. But she has went on to be a huge success, has Mm -hmm. three companies of her own and is just a real, I mean, inspirational character. We're living the American dream. Really, really perfect poster child for that. And then we have another lady who grew up in the urban core, Tammy Edwards, who again, is such a strong woman. And she, she she now, I mean, her parents instilled this belief system in her that she could achieve what she wanted to achieve. And especially growing up in Truce where her other family, her her, her other friends just didn't really have didn't, that belief system. Didn't want that, yeah. But her parents just really instilled that in her and said, you're going to get a college degree and you're going to succeed and you're going to do what you want. And, and sure enough, she's now sitting in the Federal Reserve corner office Looking over truce, looking over her home. Looking up over in, the Library Memorial, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is just really a fantastic story. And she's doing a lot of mentoring, mm-hmm. giving back to her community. She talks about the American dream being more based on experiences and traveling with family and creating memories as opposed to obviously materialistic things. So she's a, another really strong, motivating character. So, okay, so website, if I'm going to watch this, and mm-hmm. obviously you guys do a phenomenal videography and it's going to be exceptional to watch. 
Um, what do I do? Do I go to kcpt.org? Do I go to redreamproject.org? Redream. Yep, redreamproject.org. And like you say, 29th of February, but we hope to launch the website prior. I'll not give our guys a heart attack back in this station <laughs> and give you a specific so, date. <laughs> okay, so so every day a new one will be released. Mm-hmm, yep, new from video. different cities, yep. Okay. So there'll be a lot of social media. Again, go so back to the be, hashtag. How long will this project be then? For eight weeks. And the videos, I should say, are between four to seven minutes in length. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you can you can take this in pretty quickly. Yep, absolutely. All available on YouTube and uh, and the website. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And, and your branding is great. And we got about a minute left in this segment. Uh, again, redreamproject.org. The hashtag is uh, MyRedream. Uh, there's more information on the website. And the whole point of the show is to, def- is you know, the American dream is changing. Ask the question, what's your American dream? It's a national conversation about opportunity and obstacles in the 21st century. Uh, the show will begin on on the website on February 29th, um, and people are invited to join in and uh, talk about what dreams they're chasing and what holds them back and share these uh, at redreamproject.org and events near them in their different cities. Kansas City, obviously, is where we are, so we'll definitely look forward to seeing the... Uh, Seeing the swag and the, yep. and the and the and the goods <laughs> and the, and everything everywhere and tuning in, it's an exciting project. Excellent, thank you. Congratulations on everything you're doing at uh, yep. KCPT, and congratulations on the new branding and thank you. It's definitely um, it's very cool to see all the things you guys yep. are covering over Moving there. Moving into the 21st century. <laughs> yes, you are. You are, <laughs> Carla McCray, Mark Carla McKay. Thanks for coming on Girl Nation Show. Thank you. We'll be right back after the break with Jeannie Vergara from Peace Magazine. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Realist. Hello and welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill. I'm your host. Thanks for joining us today on Talk 980 AM and on Talk980AM.com. Hope you've enjoyed the show so far today. I want to connect with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. We're also available on um, grillnationshow.com. All of our old podcasts are there as well as uh, photos of our guests and our supporters and sponsors, which I want to mention briefly here again. They are Trust, Bank of Kansas City, The Bash Group, Andrew Bash, guest host and contributor, Kenny Hertz Perry, Attorneys at Law, John Kenny Hertz, guest co-host and contributor. Catalyst, Government Affairs, Danny Pfeiffer is a contributor. The Rigger, KC and Jay Rigger and Co., Ryan Maybe, guest co-host and contributor. Kansas City Power and Light District and Two West Advisors and Ryan Rink. Uh, appreciate all your support and partnership with Grill Nation. I had the chance to go on another show here in the Intercom family on KNBZ. Uh, got a chance to co-host that show with uh, called Trend Casey, it's on every day on uh, KMBZ ninety eight point one FM, and uh, we had Jenny Vergara on the show, who's the Feast Magazine uh, contributing editor and also the founder of Test Kitchen Underground Super Club. She's also the owner of Foodie LLC, and uh, I've been wanting to have her on the show to talk about Kansas City and, and and food trends and some exciting new places that have opened up or will be opening up here in two thousand sixteen, and uh, it's always great to. To talk about food, and uh, especially when it's cold outside, it's a uh, it's nice to nice to have a nice dinner, if you will. Uh, welcome to the show, Jenny Vergara. 
How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to see you again. Yeah. Um, so first off, tell our listeners about what you do and, and kind of what your day looks like. Day-to-day. <laughs> Every day looks completely different in my world. But, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you wear several hats. And so I have about four different things that, that I get paid to do. But um, one of them, obviously, is writing for Feast Magazine, which I've enjoyed for the last year and a half. Um, but before that, really, uh, Test Kitchen is probably my my biggest claim to fame. I've been doing that for this will be my eighth year. So I wow. just kicked off my first dinner of 2016. And so you do that in different areas, right? Not just Kansas City? Yeah. I you know, know you've traveled a little bit mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. When I started the club, actually, I was doing it here, Tulsa, Oklahoma City, and St. Louis. And eventually Tulsa and Kansas City grew to be kind of the strongest markets. Mm-hmm. And as I got busier, I had to kind of cut some of the fraying markets. So St. Louis and Oklahoma City, I don't do as frequently, but uh, still monthly dinners in both uh, Kansas City and Tulsa. Wow. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you write about pretty much anything dealing with Kansas City food scene or? That's right. Uh, I know you've written an article too about uh, bourbon uh, with <laughs> Wicked and Peg, but so tell us about that. What's that like? I mean, you must go everywhere. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting. Your day changes pretty quickly. Um, you know, what you find is that to stay on top of it, you have to not only read the press releases, but actually go and experience it. Because how are you going to write thoughtfully about what you're eating and, and looking at mm-hmm. uh, if you don't see it in person. So a lot of people think it's just about sitting at a desk and getting a press release and regurgitating that. But I really, I feel pretty strongly about putting your eyes on what you're doing, meeting the people you're talking to. So that means in a lot of car time, you know, driving to sure. interviews and setting up time to do that. Um, Friday, I was like, I think I went to, from Lenexa out to Weston and then back up north and did like three interviews in one day. So it's, it's sometimes it can wow. be a lot of car travel. Sure. Um, Let's talk about kind of some exciting restaurants that opened last year, and then we'll get into this year. What were some of your highlights of 2015? You know, 2015 is one of those things where um, I think it really continued. The the casualization of dining out continues. Um, I loved Columbus Park Ramen Shop. I think mm-hmm. they were really the the uh, originals uh, bearing. So ramen's going to continue in 2016. We've got three three different places, that- and I visited there mm-hmm. after your recommendation. And so what- I went there. Uh, I believe last month. Yeah. Or, you know, it, it opened at the end of the year, right? That's right. Um, I went there and I got the kimchi. Yeah. It was very the good. spicy. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I thought it was cool. Like, so when I walked in, I was kind of like, wow, this is small. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very little in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you actually sit down, once you get out of kind of the waiting area, it's yeah. uh, it's not that crowded. Well, you know, it's good room to eat and talk and it's not too crazy. I think what's interesting about Columbus Park Ramen Shop really is that they're they're the first ones to really bring the small Japanese ramen culture here. I mean, if you mm-hmm. go to any traditional ramen shop in Japan, they're teeny, teeny, tiny. And you mm-hmm. basically buy a ticket outside the shop and then you go in and you, you tell them what your order is and you sit down, you squeeze into a little tiny space at wow. a bar somewhere. So they traditionally are pretty small. So they really hit a home run with that. Yeah, well, and the idea is to, you know, eat it and beat it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's kind of Josh's slogan, and it should be, because that's really what a ramen shop, the more the ramen noodles sit in the broth, the bigger, the, the, the more they expand, mm-hmm. and the less, um, oh, the less fresh, the less authentic it is. You're supposed to really just sit down, slurp it, and go. It was uh, it was very good, and uh, it was very simple. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, the, the, the food menu was simple. Yeah. Which I liked. I do, too. I do too. I think it can be overwhelming when you're presented with a menu with just endless choices. And it's kind of jack of all trades, master of none is always my thought when I'm handed a 14 page menu. You know, I yeah. love the fact that it's just real, real simple. Did you get the pickle plate? I did not. No. You must. Try that next time. You must. Yeah. It's, it's a good place to start. It's definitely a place I'll go back to. Yeah. It's nice. So yeah. that opened at the end of last year. Right. Um, what other things stood out to you? 
You know, I think we continue to see kind of this southern food trend. I mean, Magnolia's moved last year and they ended up opening up uh, toward the end of last year. I think it was December. She finally got open uh, out south. So that's kind of one for those who always say, where's the good food in in Johnson County? I would tell you, everybody needs to go to Magnolia's. Um, She's opened up and I think it's around 95th and 91st and Holmes, I believe, is where Mm -hmm. she's at now. But she used to be in Midtown and she's one of the... uh, kind of Food Network darlings who um, broke out and was on Cutthroat Kitchen and a few other things and managed to raise enough money to kind of pick up her place and move it out there. But she's doing some really authentic Southern food and does an amazing brunch. So if if you're out South, she's a great option. But, you know, we're seeing more fried chicken. Gus's uh, fried chicken place opened on Monday Mm -hmm. here in Kansas City. So I think that's going to be something that we continue to see more of. That's kind of a trend, right? Yeah, the especially. comfort food, like you said, the the fried chicken, and I, yeah. and I, I've heard good things about um, that Gus Gus's fried chicken. I mm-hmm. haven't been to one before, but mm-hmm. I know they're based mostly in the South and in a couple larger cities. Well, it's this whole idea of the spicy or the hot chicken, and that's not really what Gus's um, specializes in. They're more of Memphis style, which is is spicy, but it's not hot chicken. Hot chicken is very specific to Nashville, mm. um, so a lot of people are getting kind of hot chicken confused with just kind of a regular good spicy chicken. Um, but, you know, when KFC sits on the Super Bowl and talks about they're, they're doing Nashville chicken, you know it's a trend. I mean, you know, you, it's, you, you know it's the tipping point is right there, is right totally. there. Um, so 2016, we've seen good movement in the food industry here in Kansas City. Uh, we've talked about one of the things we talked about uh, off the air was about Howard's. Let's mm-hmm. let's mention that real quick because I know that yeah. opened last year as well. They have a very good burger. Yeah. And it's very urban. Yeah. You know, Howard's is interesting because it's really just kind of a lunch place. He's really, he's not open so much for dinner. Um, I would tell you a great time to go try him would be on a first Friday if you're down in the crossroads because he always does what he calls Friday, which has to do with the French fries that he makes from scratch. Um, but it's perfect to complement with that delicious, delicious burger that mm-hmm. he makes there. And he does a good veggie burger they have, too. They have a um, homemade cheese. Yeah, right? yeah. His his homemade cheese is really interesting. That's Would amazing. You, did you have it? I did. Yeah. It's it was. I had it. Um, I had it around New Year's last year. Mm-hmm. I think I went over there. It was great. So the idea, I guess, behind it was you know melts like American cheese because that's what everybody wants in their burger, but tastes like cheddar. And so he really did this interesting hybrid and, and kind of created this cheese from scratch, which I think was just ingenious. And it really does taste like cheddar and melt like American, which mm. everybody wants. God, in a burger. it was good. It was so good. Yeah. Um, okay, so 2016, I know that you have a, a, a list of things that are actually, what should we be looking for? I mean, there's going to be some new openings, right? Yeah, you know, 2016, there's a couple of trends to look for. And one of them is this continuation of raw you know, high protein, um, ju- cold pressed juice. Yeah, coffee talk places. about that because uh, some of my friends, I think this is more of a beginning of the year type thing that everyone wants to go on a juice diet, right? Or and I, I right. might try one. I did one a long time ago, but um, there's all kinds of those things popping up. I'm still Especially trying to figure in Westport, out. There's a few. I know there's yeah. there's one in Brookside now. Right. So unbakery and juicery mm-hmm. is what you're, the one you're talking about. It's and expensive though, right? They consider it East Brookside. Well, I mean, if, if that's your meal of the day. I don't know. I mean, what would you pay for lunch? You know, if you're drinking a juice for lunch, I don't know. That could be pretty reasonable. So it's so basically you just you drink two or three juices a day. Yeah, it depends on which one that you're on. Um, And I don't know that any of these places. I mean, I think they're they are proponents of um, meal replacements with juices, but I don't know that any of them. There's a couple of juice delivery places that you can order. I've heard of. Yeah, sustained juice is a really good one. Um, There's two or three other ones now in Kansas City where you basically order and they can deliver to you. They they make them fresh, obviously, and bring them to you. Um, but and bakery is interesting because it's got a drive through. So if you're really in a hurry and just, you know, in the morning need a, a cup of coffee and a juice for lunch or a kale salad or a couple protein balls to to tide you over, they're really a great option. And that building is so cool. 
East Cross or East Brookside. East that's an Brookside. area that's going to continue to develop. You yeah, think? they're actually naming it. I think at this point, I mean, mo- almost everybody that's over there is calling it the East Brookside area. So, and that was a new place uh, beginning of the year. Also, um, Meatball District. Tell us about that. Yeah, because me- I was fascinated by this idea because I'm half Italian and love I love meatballs and I've always eaten them growing up. Um, but they're making a deal out of this, huh? Yeah, different yeah. types. <laughs> yeah, okay, so. Um, I have a couple things to say about Meatball District. The first one is, I think it hits on the protein-heavy, paleo. I mean, if you're kind of in that zone talking about diets, mm-hmm. I think this is kind of where that meatball sits for those people who are just looking for an alternative. So um, I think he'll do really well there. You know, he, he's he been advertising, you know, come have our balls for lunch. <laughs> Got balls is actually yeah. painted in the window. Oh, wow. So I, I want to get all about this place, but I'm struggling a little bit with the messaging he's the using. Yes. The branding, the, the branding is a little isn't like you'd like to see there. Huh? It's a little off for me, but I will say this. It's in my hood. I live over there and I've walked by there and kind of poked my head in a couple of different times and it's a pretty place. He's done a nice job with the space. I think he's got a bar. I mean, I think you can get. Yeah, there's a happy hour. Yeah. I think you can get drinks with your balls. I mean, how many, how many different types of meatballs can you make? Well, it seems I, like there's not very many. <laughs> I, I don't know that there's that many meatball. I mean, I guess you could make one for, you know, turkey and chicken. Sure. I'm sure there's a vegan or vegetarian. Is this, is this a trend you're seeing in other places or is it just local to Kansas City? No, you know, I wouldn't say so much. Kansas City will always be a meat and potatoes town. For every person that asks me, where's our gourmet vegetable restaurant? I would say we're just not there yet. And, and maybe we'll never be there. I mean, I think we can have really good. We certainly already have plenty of um, vegan and vegetarian places that do really well. But to have like an upscale vegetable place, mm-hmm. I think is is asking a lot. So I think as long as we're in the Midwest and we love meat and potatoes, it's always an easy sell to bring Interesting. meatballs or any kind of protein our way. We'll be right back with more with Jenny Vergara uh, on Grill Nation show here on 980 AM and talk980am.com. We're going to talk about more trends and new restaurant openings in Kansas City. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Grill Nation with Jason Grill here on 980 AM and talk980am.com. Connect with the show at grillnationshow.com and with me on Twitter at Jason Grill and at Grill Nation Show. Back with Jenny Vergara for another segment. She's a Feast Magazine contributing editor and an all-around knowledgeable food person, has her own businesses and is an entrepreneur. Want to talk to you more about some uh, more things that are happening here in Kansas City with new food openings, restaurants. We we've noticed um, there's is there a bagel thing happening here? What's going on with bagels? Really? Well, I think we're going to start with bagels, and hopefully that will beget a good Jewish deli. So that's <laughs> that's the that's the prayer, right? That we're we're sending up to the universe. And we don't have one, right? Well, you know, it's people say I've been reading on Twitter. This is a big deal. That yeah, this, this place is opening here on 39th Street. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's called. Meshuggah Bagels, and it's on 39th Street. It should be opening in March. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are like, I don't understand what the big deal is. I mean, this is New York style kosher Jewish bagels. And this is the real deal. And these guys have a production facility up in Liberty that I toured and wrote about for Feast and took a bunch of pictures of. They're boiling their bagels. They're baking them off on um, basically wooden boards that are stretched with um like a burlap material, which is how they authentically do it in New York. And they're amazing. I, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to take a few home with me and and they're delicious. And so these guys uh, have one of those houses on 39th Street, kind of between Q39 and like Donna's Dress Shop on that side of the street. And it's one of those crazy little houses that have been 
a billion different retail things over the mm-hmm. years. And somebody's literally taken the time to really dress this one up. So they'll be located in the bottom level. And then I think there's going to be like two apartments above them. It's a gray house with a, a light wood door. Mm-hmm. It's really attractive space. And so when they open, I think they're going to be serving um, Maps Coffee. They're going to have some juices. They're going to do um, whitefish salad. They're going to do a lox plate. They're obviously going to have a schmear of cream cheese or mm-hmm. different flavors, whatever you want. Um, and they're basically going to be um, par baking them and then bringing them down and finishing them off in the space. So they'll be hot and fresh. All and, day long. and you wrote an article about this. You said at feastmagazine.com. Yes, that's right. I'm going to have to check that out and send that to people because I know a lot of uh, Jewish individuals here in Kansas City would be excited about that. I would think. Well, you and know, 39th Street as a whole, I, I just is is insane right now. Well, they've called it Restaurant Row forever. I mean, when I first moved here in 1991, they referred to 39th Street as Restaurant Row because there was a lot of new, interesting, kind of um, independently owned, for lack of a better word. And I think the fact that 39th Street has still stayed true to that independently owned aspect is really the important part of it. Mm -hmm. And now that I live over there, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm within walking distance of all kinds of good food. Yeah, and I... um I went to a dumpling, not, not, I went and had some beef buns, pork buns at Poe's. Mm-hmm. I love those. And you don't get the, I was over in Asia mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And I, I mean, I got those every time I went to 7-Eleven. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. I mean, that's the, the Chasu Pao. On the street or on the street. Chasu Pao is great. And uh, the Bun Brothers, you need to know about the Bun Brothers then. Where are they at? So they just did a pop-up at Columbus Park Ramen Shop. We were talking about them earlier. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, two guys, two chefs, and they're basically partnering together and they're making the authentic Asian buns. They're, they have a vegan version and then the traditionally either pork or beef beef buns yeah and they are delicious and so they're in a pop-up yeah so they don't have a space yet they're basically just kind of picking different locations you can follow them on facebook they have a facebook page and twitter mm. and i think instagram even as well bun brothers kc cool yeah That's so good to know. you gotta go check them so, out so what else is going on your is this is this a scandinavian restaurant going to be opening here in kansas city yeah so- I, I i went to Th- speaking of asia i was in thailand at a long time ago and they had everyone vacation there was um, Scandinavian or Norwegian or whatever. <laughs> it was all like the Scandinavian countries. And uh, there was so much Scandinavian food. Yeah. Isn't that interesting to go someplace else and have them cater to the, the tourists yes, that actually yes, come there? Yes. I mean, that's kind of kind of crazy to me. Yeah, right. You and I should compare notes on Thai restaurants. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm looking for a new favorite. There's, yes. I love Thai. Good, good Thai. But what, so what's going on with this place? What, what's the name of it again? I don't want to mispronounce, mispronounce uh, it here. I know. So I've been practicing. It's Kokstrom Club. Crokstrom Club. Okay. And with market K's. with K's, all K's. Yes. And so, yeah, so this will be Kansas City's first real sneak peek at Scandinavian food. And Chef Katie and her boyfriend, Josh, are going to be opening this place. It'll be friends and family kind of this weekend. And I think leading off, uh, they're just going to start with dinner only. And then they're going to basically uh, go into brunch and lunch and add on some other day parts. But so it'll kind of soft open here over Valentine's. They're not really making it public. And it's really just more of a private event for friends and family. But mm-hmm. starting next week, they should be open for dinner. And what, what can we expect to eat there? You know, this is really interesting. I had a look at the menu yesterday. Katie, uh, I stopped in on Sunday. She asked me to come kind of check the space out. And I was just chatting with her and she gave me the menu. And it really looks interesting. There's a lot of like rye bread open-faced sandwiches i would call it you know scandinavian bruschetta mm-hmm. so it's just you know a really delicious like shrimp that's in a cream sauce that has some dill in it and a little lemon sitting mm-hmm. on top of a, basically a, a fabulous piece of rye bread i mean so that would be like a starter that you would get there um, but she's doing a real nice take i would tell you it's not um it's it's totally authentic scandinavian but she's really made it very approachable there's no, not there's not a lot of hard words that you're going to have to get around on the menu. I mean, you're going to be able to kind of point and go, but you need to think about this as kind of Scandinavian tapas. What she really wants is people coming in and kind of ordering platters for the table. And she's got um, 
kind of a Scandinavian plowman's platter that has like 20 different items that you can kind of taste and sample. And I would suggest everybody start there. I mean, it's just, it's a big board that's kind of put on the table and everybody can share. Um, mm-hmm. She's going to be doing some really interesting cocktails. Mm-hmm. So Aquavit is a Scandinavian spirit. It has a little bit of an anise flavor to it. And she's going to be doing a lot of cocktails around that spirit. Where is this going to be located so, at? It's right on Broadway, actually. It's across from uh, the Midland Theater and that kind of crazy little strip center right there. Um, actually, there's several new restaurants that are kind of going in there, but it's on the end, there's IFO Tower. Mm-hmm. And then there's some things in the middle. And then the Arts Bar kind of sits in the middle of the space. And then next to Arts Bar, actually, is going to be another new ramen shop called Shio Ramen Shop. So that's a trend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so ramen's coming. I mean, get but ready. It was a trend in New York for a while, right? Yeah, you know, the, I call this the David Chang effect, and it's it's not really fair to attribute it um, 100% to him, but the nice part is is that it's um, it's fun, it's casual, it's communal, it's everybody hunkered down over hot bowls, and I think, you know, here, especially this time of year, I mean, that just sounds delicious. Everybody kind of wants something warm in their bellies. So. That will be on broad, and 36th Broadway as well in Midtown, so a couple of places in Midtown. Mm-hmm. We've talked about a place in Brookside, 39th Street. What's happening downtown? Anything I should be aware of? Uh, I know that uh, no other pubs opening. We talked about that last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then um, lining, lining Kugels is <laughs> going into Power and Light District. Yeah. Yeah. So Lining Kugels next. It's still under construction right now. So there's, they were saying March, but I'm guessing based on kind of what I saw it last night, I was kind of down that down that area. I did Test Kitchen on uh, over the weekend. So Well, I go to Cleaver and Cork a lot. I know that opened last year. Um, it's been very crowded every day when I've been there. Yeah. I, you know, I think they'll continue to do well. I think Line and Kugel will be interesting because they're going to have an indoor patio space that's literally, literally going to kind of take up most of that back area of the living room space. Mm-hmm. So they're going to have a nice footprint within the living room, which I think is what's going to make them really, really different. They're not just going to have, you know, a handful of chairs kind of It's actually going to move building. into the living room area. Yeah, I mean, it, it punches all the way out to the stairs, if you guys know kind of where the sure. stairs are in the back of it. It's, it's literally coming all the way out that way. So I think that will be really a fun kind of party within a party, if you will. Interesting. Yeah. We have about a minute left. Uh, you can check out all of these great stories that Jenny writes at feastmagazine.com. You're also on Twitter at J Vergara. That's V-E-R-G-A-R-A. Or excuse me, is that right? That's right. Okay. At Twitter, on Twitter, excuse me. Um, anything else? Any other trends? Anything you're excited about here in Kansas City? Well, you, you mentioned it earlier. I think the boom of bourbon is right. is here. I mean, I, I think somewhere between Wicket and Peg, which is obviously the new one, uh, Jay Rieger, he had a distilling company, Tomstown, open mm-hmm. up recently. Tomstown is another one. Man, try to get into Tomstown. Is it tough? It, no, it's crazy. But they they just announced, actually, um, kind of over the weekend for Valentine's Day, they're going to do mini bottles. It's You get a small, and I'm not sure how much is in each one, but it's the vodka gin and whiskey for 60 bucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great gift, great gift idea. So if you're still looking for Valentine's yeah, Day, ladies. Tomorrow, actually, you better get on that quick, mm-hmm. right? That's right. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. I'd love to have you on again and talk about, maybe we'll have you on in a few months, talk about new openings. Absolutely. I'm getting hungry just talking to you. <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Jenny Vergara, Feast Magazine, and entrepreneur, owner of Foodie LLC. Thank Thanks you. for having me. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to Grill Nation Show with Jason Grill here on Talk 980 AM and a 980 AM. Uh, appreciate you coming on and listening today, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Have a great week, and happy Valentine's Day. Take care.